everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from the winter wonderland that is Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up today, uh, we got more sort of on the, the front lines of the, the war on Christmas. Yeah, except that what we've discovered is... Both sides are being fought by the same team. <laughs> it's a devilish trick. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great war. It's actually really fun to sit back and watch. If, yeah. When you have the right perspective. Yes, indeed. And we will we will provide that perspective yeah. for you. Yeah. If you yeah, if you've ever felt confused about your role <laughs> in the war on Christmas. You don't have one. You, I understand your confusion. Because <laughs> Apart from saying you're not a player. Apart from saying, "Hey, government, stop spending a shit fuck ton of money on." Uh, yeah, I guess that Christmas. is one real part. That's our real. That's, that's our real only part. real thing. Yeah, the rest of it is just them shooting back and forth at themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll get we'll get that taken care of. Yeah. Um. But before, but we before do, that, before yeah. we get there, yeah. Um. I've got some. Uh, you know. Since we just were talking about Christmas, yeah, might as well just start with my one Christmas story. Oh, um, which is, is it about, about? Is it about a manger? No, oh. it's about a parade. Oh, a Christmas parade. Ooh. which apparently, which is not a thing here. No, no, we, I've don't. never heard of a Christmas parade before. Uh, uh-uh. apparently, I, I mean, I've heard of them like on private property at some, like you know, in in one of those. Like winter wonderland lights sorts of things oh, where yeah. they'll have like a little procession with Santa going through or whatever. Oh. Yeah, okay. I suppose. Yeah, okay. Disneyland. Sure. They have a thing. Yeah, okay. Um, no, this was a small town in Tennessee by the oh. name of Troy. Okay. Um, I've met him. About 1,500 people okay. in Troy. Uh, and they have their annual Christmas parade. Well, fun. And the whole town must both either be in it or show up. Otherwise, yeah, it's not much uh, of a parade. Otherwise, it isn't much of a parade. Otherwise, it's just people driving too slowly down the street <laughs> in fancy cars. Um, a, one of the, the citizens of this small town, a man by the name of Dwight Tittle. <laughs> You can't look, look, Frank. If you're gonna make up a story about a small town, you got to use realistic sounding names. That's just silly. <laughs> no, Mister Tittle <laughs> um, wanted to. He signed up for uh, a, a place in the parade. Mm-hmm. He had he had an idea for a float. Great. Uh, this is gonna go very well. I can already tell. Which uh, he wants to include a rainbow flag. Oh, right. Dwight Tittle. Right. Come on. But look, this is where he's coming from. Uh-oh. It's he wants it to the, the theme of the float uh is is biblical. Okay. Oh. Right? Uh and he wants to 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 base the whole thing on a, a Bible passage in 1 John 4 uh 7 through 8, which is that love one another and God is love. Oh, okay. Verses, right? You know that whole thing. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, he says, all that says is we're just to love everybody. Yeah. You don't have to agree with them. You don't have to accept their lifestyles, but you can still love them. That's what we're about. Yeah. Dwight Tittle, that's not going to go over very well in Tennessee. <laughs> well, Small town uh, Tennessee is not ready for your, 
hippie Jesus antics. Uh, a lot of the residents uh, <laughs> kind of latched onto the idea that it was really just about LGBTQ issues. Yeah, of and, course it is. And this is this is a pride float <laughs> in their Christmas parade. Which it 100% is. They yeah. are correct. Um, so, <laughs> in response, the city of Troy has canceled the Christmas parade. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. <laughs> you he idiot. He templed them. You, oh, my God. He did. <laughs> yeah. He didn't even mean to. He didn't to. even mean to. He was like, this might work. I'll just try it. And they're like, you just ruined all of Christmas for everybody in the whole world. <laughs> the city uh, announced on its Facebook page that the parade uh, would be canceled due to, quote, uh, continued scheduling conflict. <laughs> well done, we just Troy. We just couldn't figure out Christmas. When is it? Who knows? Does anybody know? I don't think so. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So um, they, they, the mayor Deanna Chapel says that there is a possibility that the parade uh, may happen on a different day. But unfortunately, a large number of people who typically volunteer, they just aren't available that day. <laughs> They're just not available. <laughs> so, so, um, so we're looking for a day when Dwight Tittle isn't available <laughs> to reschedule. Anyone? anyone? <laughs> well, here's a day that might just work for them. Uh-huh. Uh, a neighboring town, which also has a Christmas parade. Uh-huh. What's up with Tennessee and Christmas parades? I don't know. I, I, something tells me we're, we're going to get a bunch of emails that are yeah. like, uh, my town has a Christmas parade. <laughs> Uh, we, frankly, a parade is a thing where you have to stand outside, right? Yeah. Who wants to do that in winter? I know, I know. Uh, Union City, which is about 10 miles to the northeast of Troy. Mm. Um, they're uh, 10 miles away. And they're having their own. On December 5th, um, they've invited Tittle. Oh. To, uh, they're showing how much better they are. Uh-huh. They're just sticking it to <laughs> Troy. Suck it, Troy. So, um, yeah. So you said I explained it to them, and they said, we don't see any problem with that. We welcome you guys. Wow. And he's like, that's all they had to do, right? That's all the town of Troy had to do. They just had to ask me what it is. Yeah. He's like, just because there's a rain. And his his whole thing is, yeah, it is is a reference to gay people. I guess he has a gay son. Yeah. And he's like... But it's it's about everyone. It's just about loving everybody. It's about inclusion and loving everyone. There's no what place for that so in Christmas. Wrong. What is so wrong with that? Yeah. There's no place for loving everyone in Christmas. That is not what Christmas is about. No, it's not. That is, you have you have missed the message of Christianity and Christ's birth, everyone. If you think it's about love, yeah, it is. It is yeah. not about love. Oh my God, that's amazing. It's about. Black Friday. Yeah, exactly. More to come. We'll get to that. That's coming up. Uh, I'm going to talk about a judge ruling in favor of religious freedom. Now, normally on this show, in this country, when we hear about a judge ruling in favor of religious freedom, it just means more Christian privilege. Yeah. That is 99.99% of what happens in this country because we're backwards as shit. Right. However, good news on the front for uh, on, on in 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 the fight for religious actual religious freedom. Okay. Uh, or, well, 
I'm not even sure. This might be a little sketchy, but here's what's happened. Uh, a young man named <clears throat> Scott Warren uh, has, he moved to an area of uh, Arizona uh, where, I guess it's Ajo, Arizona, A-J-O. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce sure. it. Ajo, uh, Arizona. Anyway, he moved there. Uh, he's a geography teacher. He moved there and heard about a bunch of migrants, uh, illegals, crossing into America. Oh. And uh, and how many of them die trying to traverse the desert there. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's treacherous. Yeah. So a bunch of people who think that nobody should lose their lives just because they're you know, committing the misdemeanor of trying to get into a country that has more opportunity than the one they live in. Right. Uh, he went out. They all go out and they leave water sort of and, mm. and supplies dispersed throughout the desert. Right. Okay. Uh, this pisses ice off. Like the, the people who are the, in charge of making sure them illegals stay out are more than happy for them to die in the process. Jesus it just ke- it's it, yeah. it it just keeps their numbers down. Right. So they hate these people, okay, who are in their minds enabling these criminals, right, who are crossing uh through the deserts, not just helping people in need. Well, uh this so he so the guy so uh our friend Warren was charged with uh, abandonment and abandonment of property, essentially littering, uh, by for leaving jugs of water, uh, right, and uh, operating a motor vehicle in a wild wilderness area. All of these charges are meant to discourage and uh, and intimidate people from doing this practice. Right, right, right. Well, he went before the judge and said, "It is uh, a tenet of my religious belief that I should that I need to do this for these people because." They are in need, and I need to help them. Now, what religion he belongs to is an interesting fact, which is that he is a nun. He is a person who is not affiliated with any particular religion, uh, and yet he claimed this as a religious, uh, as a tenet of his own spiritual beliefs. Okay. Um, he, He was working in conjunction with a Unitarian Universalist group uh, that does this. Okay. So he was working in conjunction with a with a group that is religiously affiliated, but he himself is not. Well, a judge, a district court judge, uh, Rainer Collins, found uh, found him guilty of the vehicle vehicle charge, but acquitted him of the property charge. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. The judge argued that uh, even though. Uh, they proved the the government successfully successfully proved that he like abandoned property uh they that he did it did did the fact that he did so uh under uh as as a tenet of his own religion exempts him from that particular breaking of the law hmm so Hmm. we now allow people to be sort of a religion of one right it's it's questionable it's a little but I you because, know I think morality I I think a person's morality is important especially when it's a very justifiable morality Yeah, I know. So but but now I mean essentially what you're saying is that there's almost almost like just a 
you can object to it. Uh, it's problematic. Yeah, it's a mess. It puts the judge in the position of deciding which religious beliefs are valid yeah. and therefore are uh, worthy of not uh, of, of allowing someone to commit a crime, essentially a crime. Yeah, and which a, a ones fairly minor. Oh yeah, it's a misdemeanor. Yeah, but uh, but and and which which religious beliefs do not allow you to do that it's it's sketchy i'm glad he's doing it i'm glad people are out there doing it yeah i it's, am too it's pretty immoral to let people just die in the desert yeah regardless of doesn't yeah anything actually. yeah yeah huh all right okay that's an interesting one i'm gonna have to mull that over mm -hmm. see how i i i my initial reaction is i'm i'm like that is a can of fucking worms. <laughs> I agree. That is, that is not that is not a great thing. I agree. I like that the the judge allowed him sort of some space for his own conscience to. But it seems like in in that that the judge should have just threw that charge out, or something. Found another way yeah. to like to say, and just say this is a you know, yeah this leaving water for other human beings is not the same as littering. Right. It is yeah. not abandonment of property. It yeah. is the, this was the improper charge. Yeah. Yeah. That's the message that should be sent to ICE. Yeah. Not not well, you got to let him do it cuz of his beliefs. Yeah. How do you enforce the law in that situation? Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Dan, mm. um I I don't know, there's if you've been following at all what's been going on in Iran, there's been a lot of protesting around the world. Yeah, and and uh, the one that I've been sort of mostly watching and following has been, you know, the everything happening in Hong Kong, right? Mm -hmm. That sort of had my attention, right? Um, but I I was aware of some uh, some things happening in Iran, um, and you know the basically people have been, um, I mean, they're massive protests that have been. Yeah, um, erupting in Iran over the issues of you know the sort of this kind of the the, the cost of living and uh, increases in fuel prices have really sparked this this uh, mass movement that's that's happening and now. it's there. It's not small. No. It's big. It's big. It's very 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 big. Yeah. Um, and so a a Quran expert um, went on to. A TV mm. and uh, was interviewed um, about, you know, what should we do with with with, with these protesters? Yeah, right? and so he references a verse from the Quran that, according to him, suggests that mutilation, exile, and public hanging of Iranian protesters is probably the correct thing to do. Oh, sure. Um, you know, he, he says that um, they should be tortured to death, mm. not just simply killed. Oh. He feels that they must die a horrendous death. Oh, my God. Um, that that is what the Quran teaches. It's a, it's a beautiful religion. It's a religion of peace, <laughs> is what I've always heard. Oh, that's what I've heard, too. Mm -hmm. I, I've had a hard time finding that. <laughs> um, yeah, um, according to Am Amnesty International, at least um, 143 protesters have been killed since the protests started. I hope they started, were tortured. Um, <laughs> on, on November 15th. 
Um, They say that uh, other activists are saying that the, I mean, Amnesty believes the death toll to actually be significantly higher. Mm. These are the confirmed pro- deaths at this right. point. Uh, activists agree that it that it has to exceed at, uh, at least two hundred. Um, and there's like thousands of arrests. Yeah, like like li- like seven thousand arrests. Yeah, or something it's it's like that. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so that's happening, and yeah. that's what these people are potentially facing. And well, I think yeah, that that whatever I mean, religion is kind of the culprit, I think we need to... It's a country of laws, and yet those laws all bend to the religion. Absolutely, yeah. And they have, you know, they have a president, mm-hmm. but then that president is subject to the whims of the supreme leader, yeah. who is an entirely different entity yeah. and just can make edicts and then it's over. Like, yeah. Not accountable to the people, not accountable to anybody, but Allah, yeah. who doesn't actually, in point of fact, exist. <laughs> he doesn't? No. No, 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 no. No, that's Damn. not a real person. I heard that he is the one that exists. <laughs> no, he doesn't. No, no, it, it turns out none of them. The none. An- the answer was none of them. None? Yeah. Weird, right? Oh, my God. So many people are getting that one wrong on the test. It's very interesting. <laughs> None of the above. It's D, none of the above. How many gods are still alive? Right. How many gods do or have ever existed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Iran. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that is bad. That's problematic. That's really bad. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to take us north of there and, uh, and east to India. India, the, the exotic land of India, India, uh, where a man who has uh, who who has espoused atheist beliefs since he was a youngin mm. uh, wants recognition of those beliefs. Now, India is a country that allows you to uh, have pet documentation that says what your religion and caste are, because apparently that's useful even though the caste system was theoretically gotten rid of by uh gandhi it wasn't it's still around and it can be useful apparently to have paperwork demarking your caste and religion really yeah useful in what way (laughs) i'm honestly a little baffled by the whole thing but i mean i assume that if you're in the good caste you want everyone to be able to know (laughs) Well, if someone I accuses assume... you of you accuses you of being a Dalit and yeah. you don't want any you don't want you want to be able to prove that you're not. Right. Especially if you're like just one above that, you want to be like, "Well, I'm not the worst." Well, is it maybe something, you know, for like um disadvantaged castes to be able to maybe qualify for you know, like upcasting? I would think maybe like, you know, Mm. Funding, funding at college oh, or sure. something like that. Maybe. Assistance. Yeah. Some kind of public assistance because, I don't know. Yeah, that's... I don't know either. But um, okay. <clears throat> anyway, Ravi Kumar, who's now, whose name is now uh, legally Ravi Kumar Atheist. Oh, some, oh, really? Some people would say that Atheist is my middle name, but it's actually his last name. <laughs> Mr. Atheist. That's right. Uh, he... <laughs> He applied for... Uh, oh, that's commitment. Yeah, I know, right? 
uh, he applied for a, a, a this documentation yeah. stating that he has no gods and that he and no caste. And initially, they gave it to him. <gasps> Oh. And then they called him up and they were like, would you please return that? We don't believe that we can give you that anymore. So now he's fighting it. <laughs> Why can't they give it to him? Mm, they don't think he needs it. Because, Not- it. because they're saying if you don't have a religion, we yeah. don't want to put... We're putting this down as your religion. You don't have one. Right. Yeah. Something along something those like, lines. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know what it is. Anyway... Uh, the fact of the matter is that uh, yeah. he he they want to take it away from him. He has appealed, okay, uh, and it's still in the works, I guess. But yeah, uh, <laughs> the high court says he says there's the high court says there is no need for me to have a certificate, but there is. When the government issues a re- religion or caste certificates to people, I too have the right to have a certificate that identifies me as an atheist. Mm. I'm also a citizen of this country. All right. Well, he's so, fighting the good fight. I guess so. He's fighting a fight. I don't know what it means. That I mean, Maybe it's hard it's the, to know. This is the equivalent of like for like, uh, like that uh, vanity plate story that we did. Yeah. Right. Like in this country, we just put it on our license plate. Right. Right. He, there, they have a piece of doc. Like, uh, yeah, their ID says it. Yeah. Exactly. Donor. You know? I'm an organ donor, and also no Jesus, right. please. <laughs> Or for him, no Krishna, please. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please and thank you. <laughs> uh, I check no on Jesus and or Krishna. All right. Well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, here's something going on here in Salt Lake City. Ooh. Our uh, hometown. Yeah. Yeah. These these stories pop up every once in a while of the, <laughs> the LDS church and the... There happens to be a very important church in this city. <laughs> There happens to be quartered here one church that to rule them all. Yes. Um, however, within the sort of boundaries, the city, you know, boundaries. Yeah. Right. Of Salt Lake City. Right. Um, the church membership is actually going down. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And as Mormons continue, well, as people stop being Mormon. Yeah. And as they. Remaining Mormons are like, get me out of this hellhole, <laughs> right? Um, and they move to the south end of the valley. Right. Uh, there's a community garden up on uh, 500 South mm. by the university, mm-hmm. right? Uh, maybe you've seen it. It's on the. It's adjacent to an LDS chapel. Um, anyway, mm. I used to live up in that neighborhood, and I know exactly the one that that this article is talking about. Okay. That I found. Um, Anyway, the church is consolidating some wards okay. and moving people. And actually, they're shutting down like some old historic um, meeting houses. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, that's uh, right. I, I, yeah, uh, I have read about that. Yeah. And and they're moving these other wards to this one building that's over there on 11th East and about 500 South. Okay. And, well, this community garden on the corner... Mm-hmm. Did I mention the community garden already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's been just anyone. It, you don't have to be a member of, the, of 
of that ward or you don't have to be a member of the LDS church, you right? Just, it's just been legitimately a community garden. I'll, I'll bet people didn't even know it was owned, that the land was owned by the church. People did because the water comes from the chapel. Oh, interesting. Um, and the church has always just been like, yeah, we don't care. Interesting. Um, and so there's, uh, actually Dave used to have a plot oh, in there when he interesting. was in grad school. Huh. Um, but they, there's 40 some odd plots there's a small orchard there's a bunch of beehives like it's just it's been there for something like 42 years 47 years 43 years okay and um and it's just considered a great little gem of of that neighborhood there's also a lot of people there's just there's a large apartment tall high-rise apartment building just up the street Uh uh-huh apparently there's a number of people from there on fixed Mm. incomes there's like a little old age thing yeah there right yeah um they actually grow a lot of their own fruits and veggies um down at this uh at this community garden well um because of all the consolidation they need more parking space (laughs) (laughs) of course or so they say yeah oh no they do no they don't (laughs) the the this actually has the community up in arms um people are really pissed off about this um, they're effect they're effectively, they're saying, you know, this, this is actually a neighborhood that's been urbanizing. Um, it's walkable. And why are you putting in more parking when people can just get here by other means? Like, yeah. why not encourage your members to carpool, right? Why not, why not encourage your members to walk over or to, you know, whatever, ride sure. their bike, like sure. something, right? Yeah. Um, instead of just paving over this this uh, asset that that the that's a, been a part of our community for for decades, right? right. Um, and the church is just like, nah, sorry, no, nah, we uh, <laughs> we know best. It was cute and all, but nah. we know best. I we're don't... we're trying to save some money here. Yeah. Right. We don't want to keep these these other wards going and these other old meeting houses. I mean, one of which is absolutely fucking gorgeous. The university ward. Oh yeah. Up on so right there across from the university. Oh yeah. On uh, what would that be? University. It's on uh, South Campus. No, it's not South Campus. What's it's on. Called? Yeah, university. Is it on university? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's actually like this Art Deco gem. Oh yeah. Right. When back when the Mormons used to build interesting back when they yeah when, houses. when when somebody used to care about what the hell their <laughs> meeting houses looked like because now they're just sad yeah before they hired the people who uh, designed Motel Six right I don't yeah. even think you're kidding about that <laughs> it feels the same architectural firm yeah <laughs> anyway so I just thought that was like a little interesting story local yeah local interest mm-hmm. uh, mormons don't like community gardens that's the takeaway it's their property frank they can do what they want fuck your tomatoes <laughs> all right well uh i have uh, the, the flying pope is uh is, is at it again oh? i feel like 90 percent of the uh of the words that we actually hear directly from the pope mm-hmm. inst- as opposed to like the you know written statements from the vatican right are all done when he is 
in the air in an airplane and there's you know seven or eight reporters there with him and they ask him some questions it's the only time he ever speaks completely freely and it's very interesting he was coming home from a trip to japan oh nice where he visited uh hiroshima and nagasaki oh uh and made serious. some made some very uh strong comments about how uh the possession and use of uh, of weapons, especially weapons of that size, but weapons in general should be immoral, mm. should be considered immoral. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I'm sure that'll piss a bunch of people off, but there you go. Mm. Apparently Catholics, you should all be against nukes. No nukes. Uh, he was even like, he even went into like a little thing about nuclear energy, like until it can be totally safe. I think he's on sketchier ground there, but you know, but you know, if it, you know, if if you've seen, uh, I'm sure he's been watching HBO's, uh, Chernobyl Chernobyl. fan and, uh, and it's scary. What could have happened? (laughs) Frankly, it is scary. What could (laughs) very much is, I don't know. I don't know how close to the science they actually stuck with it on in that show, but completely. Okay. Well, Says you. One hundred percent. Uh huh. But yeah, I mean, those things are dangerous. It's, it's scary things can happen. Well when, when especially the, a poorly designed one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we can't trust all of them to be beautifully designed. Anyway, uh <laughs> the thing that really struck me is a a, a a story that we may have missed. Uh but how? I don't know. We don't. We cover all of it. We don't miss a thing. All the news here. All the all, all the news that's fit not to print. We <laughs> cover it. Uh, anyway, apparently, uh, there have been. I mean, we've talked about the financial scandals at the Vatican. We've mm-hmm. talked about money laundering and all sorts of things. Yeah. Well, apparently, and I, I maybe we did talk about this a little bit, but the. Uh, there there have been arrests by the Vatican's own police department uh, of people within the Vatican. Uh, uh, Tommaso Di Ruzza, who was the director of the Vatican's anti-money laundering entity, was arrested, mm-hmm. uh, along with four other Vatican employees. Actually, this happened so recently, maybe we didn't miss it. We just I haven't seen any articles about it, except for this one where he was answering questions about it. Ah, so there you go. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, four other Vatican Vatican employees, including a clergyman, were arrested, uh, as well as Deruzza. All are being interrogated by the Vatican police. Wow. So uh, Pope Francis sees this as a positive thing because this wasn't arrests by out, you know, exterior sources or demands for arrests. Oh, yeah. This was uh, the result. He uh, he said uh, of inside investigation and and his his commission to root out the bad uh the bad actors in within the vatican oh interesting yeah so i don't know that's pretty interesting i mean how much of an investigation do you need (laughs) right like there's not that many people there Mm -mm. literally all you need to do is go hey we want access to our files okay who are you? The police? Uh, yes. Okay. We, we have those? Yeah, exactly. 
Okay. See? I didn't know we had a police. Thing. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Well, here you go. Well, well both of you, come on in. <laughs> Our entire police force, come on in. Yeah. And uh, and investigate this. And apparently, yeah, they're apparently uh, one of the things that they were doing is investigating uh, investments by the Vatican Secretariat Secretariat of State into. Uh, well, what this article calls underperforming prime real estate in London. And they were doing so using funds from what they call the uh, Peter's Pence, <laughs> uh, which is funds collected uh, to be used for charitable purposes. Uh, but apparently they don't have a problem with that being used as investment. I, I, that to me is baffling. Well, I mean, if the investment makes money, then they've been good shepherds of... Yeah. (laughs) Eventually, at some point, theoretically, it it gets given to charity. Maybe. Maybe, you know, like, after a couple yachts get purchased. I mean, we're the Catholic Church. We are a charity. What do you want? (laughs) Screw you. Anyway, there you go. Uh... Yeah, even the Pope said there's nothing wrong with investing in what he called widow's investments, meaning meaning little investments, safe little investments. But that's not what this was. This was highly uh, sketchy investments that made a whole bunch of middlemen very rich. Huh. Well, you know, who knows what's happening to all this charity money. Hmm. All right. So there you go. Uh the Pope is uh, is able to talk when he's on the plane. <laughs> he well, he, uh, he doesn't have keepers. They can't stop him. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have anything you'd like to add about this or any of the stories that we've covered so far, you can write into us, podcast at thankgodomatheist.com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah, hey, go to the Facebook page, please. Facebook.com slash Atheist. Click like. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group, but we will let you in. Yes, indeed. Dan. Yes, sir. Um, Rick Wiles. That's yeah. who we're lo- listening to today, right? Yeah, we've, we've heard from yeah. Ricky Boy before. He, he, um, when he, I first heard a clip from Rick Wiles, and I really didn't know who he was, um, I kind of just thought he was sort of blandly evil. Yeah, right? I mean, he's just sort of your run-of-the-mill dickhead christian right yeah you don't like, think of you don't think of him as as much but apparently he's going to say the thing out loud that yeah. is supposed to be kept in your inside voice well, and he's been saying this more and more from my understanding again i don't watch him i just except for these clips that we i just you know here's the thing uh i apparently you know you hear all about how uh the rise of donald trump has emboldened certain types oh, yeah, and yeah. certain uh yeah. certain conversations are mm-hmm. now people are feeling feeling free to have them mm. um and i've often said that 
all conspiracy theories uh, in the United States, especially, mm -hmm. uh, eventually, they may wind around to all sorts of different places, but eventually, the fingers all point in a single direction. Oh, what's that? Well, he's gonna he's gonna spell it out for us. Oh. Usually, you're supposed to say it in a way that is coded. You're supposed to be clever about never saying the actual thing. Right. You got to have all these codes for it. But he actually decided to say the thing. Let's hear it. That's the way the Jews work. They're de they are deceivers. <laughs> they plot. They lie. They do whatever they have to do to accomplish their political agenda. This impeached Trump movement is a Jew coup. And the American people better wake up to it really fast because this thing is moving now towards a vote in the House and then a trial in the Senate. We could have a trial by before Christmas. This country could be in civil war at Christmas time. That's right. Members of the US military are going to have to take a stand just like they did in the 1860s with the Civil War, they're going to have to decide, are you fighting for the North or the South? Members of the government are going to have to take a side. Instead of North, South, it's going to be left or right. People are going to be forced, possibly by this Christmas, to take a stand because of this Jew coup in the United States. We have weeks to stop it. That's why I'm speaking out. That's why I'm putting everything on the line, saying this is a coup led by Jews to overthrow the constitutionally elected president of the United States. And it's beyond removing Donald Trump. It's removing you and me. That's what's at the heart of it. That's right. You have been taken over by a Jewish cabal, a Bolshevik revolution, and I'm going to tell you, the church of Jesus Christ, you're next. Get it through your head. They're coming for you. Th there will be a purge. That's the next thing that happens when Jews take over a country. They kill millions of Christians. Well, it's all in the playbook. Holy fucking shit. This is like... We always joke at the end of these things because they're always it's always funny to us like whatever these people crazy lunatics say. But that's like this is Nazi shit. It's a juku. It's a juku. I mean that is let, let's be honest. <laughs> that's a cute phrase. It's a juku. He's come up with an adorable phrase for for his anti-semitism. Yeah. His really disgusting like overt it, it, it's it's kind of shocking because it's very you, shocking you don't you don't you're not used to hearing people say stuff like that outside of some kind of world war ii film yeah honestly it's and then i don't even think the germans were that tacky mm -mm. i mean somebody was they were there they was were awful there were they there were wretched they there were, were plenty of people making a, i made a bad joke but the truth but, is um, the truth is like like I say, you're supposed to cover this up with words like yeah. globalism. That's mm -hmm. that's code for uh, anti-Jew for for like you know the Jews are coming for you. Right. You know, Hollywood is code for that. Yeah. You talk about George Soros. It's oh, because yeah. of the Jews. Yeah. Like like all of those are the code words. Yeah. But they're not saying the Jews 
are trying to do a, a governmental coup attempt to take over the country. It's wild. To purge the country. We're talking about less than 2% of the country purging the country right. of 70% of the country. Right. Shut up. Yeah. Shut what? the fuck up, you fucking... Ugh. Well, Dan, people are going to have to decide. I mean, there's going to be... A civil war at Christmas time. Oh my time. God! At Christmas by time. Christmas. Oh my God! Civil S war. Civil at war. This Christmas. <laughs> Don't they know that it's Jesus's birthday? <laughs> Nobody's ever gone to war oh. around Christmas. Oh my God! Go, 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 go. Well, and civil war. This whole, all of this talk of civil war is so fucking Making dangerous. Me crazy. It's Making like me crazy because no, there's not supposed to be a civil war when. The when the process that we're going through is absolutely the constitutional process. Absolutely, we're going through the process outlined by the rules of yeah. the game. Yes, he was elected. We're no we're, one's denying that. Yeah, that that is a fact. Right, he was elected. Yeah, doesn't mean he can do any fucking thing he wants. Right, exactly. And it, you know what we're doing is the correct thing, which is if some if. If a group, a large group of Americans say he, what he's doing is unacceptable, right. then our representatives have to investigate that. Like, yeah. the whole thing is the exact correct process. Right. Uh, kind of a little bit to the side of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, did you see the, 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 the story this week about the, it was a federal judge deciding something with one of these Trump executive privilege, something or others. Mm. I can't remember exactly which story it was connected to. Cause let's face it. There's a lot to keep track of these days. <laughs> um, the judge in his ruling, um, wrote, um, that a president is not a king. He actually, uh, he actually, yeah. like said it because he felt like he needed to we point need, that out. Yeah, exactly. Just rem, just a quick reminder yeah. about how a constitutional democracy ends up yeah. working. He ain't the king. Yeah, and it's a nice, gentle reminder of like what the whole thing was all about from the from the beginning. Right. He's not even the CEO. Of no. the country. No. Thank God he's not. No. He thinks he is. He thinks he is. Oh. All right. Well, okay, everybody. I want you all to, let's shake it off. <laughs> I want you to breathe in some good feelings. We're going to breathe out oh, all that yeah. negativity. <laughs> and we'll, we'll read some, uh, some emails that we got from the folks. Absolutely. Let's do it. Uh, Claire wrote into us from Buffalo. Dear Frank and Dan, uh, this summer my cat had escaped for nine days. Long story short, bats got into the apartment, cat got out, I got, I had to get rabies vaccinations. That sounds delightful, Claire. Uh, I put out a have a heart trap. I've never heard of that, but it sounds nice. Uh, and she finally went into it at 4 a.m. in the middle of a raging thunderstorm. I had to go to my work study job uh, at, a lo at a local community college that morning. I'm... I'm disabled, 58, and retiring or and retraining for a new career, but I was so giddy with happiness over the return of my cat that I stopped on the way to pick up some baked goods for my coworkers. Uh, nothing fancy, just crap from the grocery store. I put signs on the pastries that read, "The prodigal kitty has come home," like the father in Luke chapter 13, verses 11 through 32 
I have killed the fatted muffin so that we can have a feast. <laughs> Cute. Uh, when Pam from Taiwan and Maria from Argent- Argentina came in, I almost said Argentina. Oh, hey. Oh, I'm so... I'm Muy so, autentico. See. Si. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very erudite. I don't know if you know this. <clears throat> anyway, uh, uh, yes, uh, um, when when Pam and Maria came in, I had to explain the proverb of the prodigal son so that they would get the joke, even though Argentina is a Catholic country. Um, uh, That's not right, said Maria. That's so unfair to the good son. The prodigal son was a jerk. Pam agreed, saying, the poor good son. He works very hard for his dad. The bad son wasted all his dad's money. Dad is wrong to reward the bad behavior and the bad son. Uh, The bad son is no good. He needs to go. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell them about the proverb of the proverb of the laborers in the vineyard, <laughs> which is another one. She's right. They're both <laughs> horrific proverbs. Uh, um, the laborers in the vineyard. Do you remember, remember that proverb? That does, I, I probably would remember the story. What is it? It's so uh, a man hires a bunch of laborers in the morning. Uh huh. Tells they agree on the price for a day's labor. Right. Uh, and they go out to to work on his in his household then a few hours later he goes and he sees some other folks standing around and he's yeah. like hey you want to work for me and they're like sure and he's like all right get out there and he ke- and throughout the day he keeps hiring people until like even at the 11th hour oh yeah of a 12 hour work day i guess jesus christ he hires some people yeah and then he gives them all the same full day's wages oh at which the Early day day laborers are like, um, can I call bullshit? Right. Because that guy worked one hour and I worked 12. So how about a little extra for the 12-hour worker to which uh, the the homeowner in the parable says, no, fuck off. <laughs> and that's the Lord to us, apparently, somehow in the parable. Oh, I get it. <laughs> I get it. The- yeah. That, uh, you know, just because you arrive to ostensibly Christianity later in your life, you can still have the full reward. You get the full reward. Everybody gets the full reward. That's what the parable is trying to teach. And the, well, yeah. So one interpretation of that is that that's what the parable is trying to teach. Okay. So the parable apparently is trying to teach, hang out, hang on for as long as you can to non-Christianity. Right. And then just take it up right at the end there. <laughs> or better yet, uh, always show up to work late. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, Claire. That was That's cute. Yeah. Um, Todd wrote into us. Oh. I think he added. Uh, there was an accidental extra D. No, I think it's Todd with three Ds. It's a 3D Todd. Yeah. Anyway, 3D Todd says. No, he's, he's a donor. <clears throat> he's a supporter. Yeah. He's Todd with three Ds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks to Todd. <laughs> Um, I, I like 3D Todd. 3D Todd's pretty good. I'll bet he is in 3D. Like if you see him in person, yeah. I'll bet he's three-dimensional. Who wants to be 2D, Dodd? Yeah, don't, Todd. Be, don't be 2D Todd. Anyway, uh, 3D Todd says, while watching an old episode of the short, short-lived This American Life show on Showtime. Do you mm. remember that one? It was cute, yeah. Yeah, I only saw, I think I only saw the first episode. Anyway, I was kind of floored by a segment having to do with Mormon folk. Uh-huh. The episode is titled God's Close-Up. 
Most of what I know about Mormon, the Mormon religion I've learned from you fellas, uh, but I started listening to you relatively recently, so maybe you've covered this, but what the fuck? Mormons frown on beards? I thought you were all a bunch of bearded cats. Uh, the episode is about much bigger things, but I still feel you guys have, uh, should have told me about the beard thing. So the beard thing uh, is interesting because, yeah, uh, a lot of the early Mormon leaders are quite her suit, yeah. facially speaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have very big beards, including mm -hmm. uh, starting with Brigham Young, who was the second leader of the church, who had a big old beard mm -hmm. and often no mustache, just just it was beard. a good look. It's so, always a good look. It's a handsome one. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and then other guys that had, you know, beards down to their Crazy bellies. Crazy beards. Like yeah. really beardy, beardy, beardy boys. Yeah. And then there was a switch. Yeah. At some point along the way, I'm going to well, say there the was a 60s. goatee and then it was done. <laughs> was there a goatee? I think there was a goatee, wasn't there? Like I don't remember. <laughs> but at some point, I'm going to say around the 60s, the 1960s. Okay. Yeah. The Mormon church decided we want to present ourselves as the clean-cuttest yeah. church Well, they bought on the into uh, American corporate culture. Oh, yeah. And, and including its grooming standards. It is the, and grooming standards. It is the corporatist of the churches, yeah. I think, in the world. <laughs> yeah. And they, and yes. Uh, so while in terms of like church membership, there's no actual prohibition on beards uh nor is there a prohibition on things like men with long hair mm. uh i mean it is frowned upon i mean byu does mm -hmm. does have a prohibition on beards. well and it yeah and if you're in church leadership yeah and if you're and if you're, you're in a mission when you're if, a missionary you can't and, have a beard and if you're in an employee of the church right my dad Spent his entire life working, or, or his entire life while I was alive, right? Working for the church, and he he said it, and it was true. His retirement day was the last day he shaved. <laughs> he, wow. he grew a beard and kept it, but he had a mustache. You could have a mustache, but that yeah, was no, pushing that's right. things. That's right. Yeah, it's little frowned upon, mm -hmm. but permissible yeah they got they just wanted to be so clean cut and good yeah. so yeah anyone who goes to byu not only are you signing that honor code to make sure that you don't uh go out there and have sexy times with anybody or drink alcohol or any of that stuff yeah but also a man's hair will not grow past his collar the That's collar correct. on his shirt yep and his he's not allowed to have a beard without a without a note from a medical professional saying he can't shave. It goes beyond having a note. The note then has to be taken in. You actually have to get a beard card. Yeah, you have to carry around with you a card mm -hmm. that must be produced if any if well, any campus police have a question about your beard. It's not enforced in that way. It's enforced that um, in in the following ways. Mm. Um, you cannot check anything out from the library. <laughs> you cannot take a test at the testing center. Oh my god! Um, you, your professors are supposed to enforce it, but it's kind of right. The ones I had didn't really care about such things, so you could show yeah. up a little, you know, a little shaggy, a little shaggy, but 
you know, whatever. Turned out there was a kid in one of my Italian classes that the reason he always wore a hat is because he had long hair. Oh, and he had it yeah. tucked up inside? He had it tucked up inside. Oh my gosh, that so is he would funny. show up to class always with that hat on. Wow. And then somebody figured out, oh wait, he's got long hair. I... <laughs> There was a period of my life uh, in in my early uh, college career, Mm -hmm. many moons ago, where I had long hair and a beard. I was a very Jesus-looking fella. Yeah. I mean, not really, because you're white, but... You're white Jesus. I was I was a very You're Mormon, Mormon Jesus. Jesus looking You're Mormon Jesus. Uh, their their idea of Jesus <laughs> looked like me, and I had to go to the BYU campus, and I had to I, I was going. They had something in their library that that uh, the U's library didn't have. Mm, okay, and I was going to their library to mm-hmm. just check that out, and I'm walking through their campus, and I just remember thinking, oh, this is what black people in Utah feel like, because. I didn't feel any sense of menace from anyone, but everyone was watching me, oh my just God. staring at me as I walked across campus. And imagine if you had been black. Yeah, I, I actually don't know what that experience would yeah. be, but I was just like, just having everyone notice me and watch me. Yeah. It felt so weird. Yeah. Anyway. All these heads sort of just turning. Just, and they don't even notice that they're doing it. They're just watching this... <laughs> anomaly <laughs> cross there you don't belong here well, well i know that's not right i don't what know is what is he doing anyway yeah they're uh <laughs> they don't they, they don't like to be a matter of fact i had a this is what's really messed up uh, my brother-in-law who's still mormon uh-huh. has he used to have a he had a big old like duck dynasty thing going on oh yeah longish ha- long hair really? big old beard who your brother-in-law? My brother-in-law? Really? Okay. Uh, he was just, you know, he's he's he is he marches to his own drummer for okay. sure. All right. Uh, and then he got he got a new bishop in his ward, oh, wow. uh, which is which means it's like the parish priest, except that it was just another member of the ward who was called to do it now. Right. Just different guy down the street. And right. this guy decided that he was gonna make he was gonna whip that ward into shape. And told him to shave his beard and cut off his hair. No. Did he? He did. Ew. Which he didn't have to do. Oh yeah, it was it was gross and it felt bad. Anyway. Now he's now now he's got yeah, anyway. All right. Um this one's an interesting one and, and I'm reading it so that we can uh we can I'm enlisting the help of you, the listener. Uh, so, so uh, I, I we want to hear some feedback about this one. Uh, Alice wrote into us. Uh, this is in reference to uh, a thing we did last week where we were listening to. We had a Patty break. Yeah, and Pat Buchanan, uh, Pat Robertson, Robertson, pfft, wrong bigot. Sorry, <laughs> Pat Robertson. I knew it was wrong. It just sounded wrong in my head. But anyway, that's what it's came fine. out. It's fine. It's fine. Pat Robertson said some nasty shit about some trans folk. Yes. Uh, and was very uh was very concerned about it and right. could not figure out how anything anyone could could consider trans things okay. Right. In any way. Right. And I made fun of him. Yeah. But uh there was a way in which I made fun of him that Alice uh wanted to object to. So Alice writes, please be more careful in how you joke about the trans community. I understand that you were trying to pan Pat Robertson's misunderstanding of transgender surgeries, uh, well, surgeries, people, and rights, but, quote, they're cutting off their ding-dongs, 
unquote, that was a quote of me saying that, right. uh, is a trope I hear frequently on transphobic comedy routines or even in real life from strangers. Hmm. It's not something that should be joked about in that manner. Love the show and your usually very trans-friendly podcast. Thank you. So I want to throw... I, I, I've been going, I've, I've been mulling this one around for yeah. a minute. Yeah. Because, yes, I was taking the part of making fun of the anti-trans person. Right. So you when I said something, that. I was I was just saying something ridiculous. I was making fun of their cartoonishly right. stupid right. approach to, uh, to the trans community. Right. But I said something that obviously had an impact on Alice. Right. This is a tricky, tricky thing for people who try to do... Who, who try to be funny uh -huh. uh, in that, you know, the, the only thing I, and I don't have an analogous experience to, uh, to Alice on this. Right. What I have is things like, I know that when my dad died, mm -hmm. uh, I heard a comedian joking about death and that was hard on me. Right. That was, it was rough for me to hear. But the question is, do we then say that we can't make jokes about anything? Like, where's the line drawn? Well, and I think that it, there is a line to be drawn. There like, is. it's important. I mean, death is part of all of our experience. Right. I, and so I, I think that it would be easy to say in that regard that that's how that one does sort of stray from, from this, from this Again, situation. Again, I'm not trying right? to say that it's analogous. I'm trying right. to say that it's a, that that's that's the entry the point that, that I have right. to, to this to this thing where right. where yes, uh, a joke, a joke funny. that a joke that could be funny, right, still had a sting to it, still right. had an ouch to it, right. And so, so I so I don't know. Uh, you know what I mean? Like this is the thing where we're you and I, Frank, are are categorically pro LGBT on all fronts and especially right. you know we're very much in favor of the trans community yeah. we want to be very much supportive and we've of the... worked hard to you know try to understand and and to to present mm -hmm. how we talk about the trans community yeah. in in a way that's that's that 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 will be that will be uh a supportive and and yeah and uh good but knowing where you can joke and where you can't joke like you say is really tricky yeah and so, and I have trans friends for whom that joke that I made is fine. Okay. Uh, so, I I just want to hear from our listeners. I want to hear, especially trans listeners. I uh, I, I think we should look, hear from the trans listeners right. on this. Uh, yeah. So so I know we we know we have more than just Alice. Right. Uh, so trans listeners, if you feel like it. Love to hear your Help take. Us understand this better on where where the line should be drawn. Mm -hmm. What I think it could be a valuable conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, the the reason I bring it up is not because I I want to prove Alice wrong, but rather I want to understand to better, better. Understand, and I think all of our listeners could benefit from a greater understanding mm -hmm. as well. So thank you, Alice, for writing in. Uh, anyway, uh, and finally, the last uh, email I'm going to read. Hey guys, this is from Kendall. Hey guys, this Thanksgiving, I'm grateful for you two. Oh. Aww. I've only been listening to your podcast a few months, but it's my favorite. Uh, I transitioned from Baptist to agnostic throughout my college career. My question is, how do I tell my super religious family the truth about my non-religious views? Honestly, I could have played, uh, or honestly, I have played religious to avoid hurting slash worrying them. Uh, their religion is a reality to them. I don't want to be I don't want to be bombarded with questions or worse prayers or risk getting cut off. 
Should I wait until I'm 100% financially stable? How did you two do it? Thanks, Kendall. Hmm. Uh, we have talked about this a little bit before, and I don't know that there's a definitive answer right. to this. Uh, it's, it's. <clears throat> I wish I could say that there was a perfect time or or, hmm. or guarantee that you're not going to have real problems. Yeah. As you come out to your family, right? Um, there is no guarantee on that front. A lot of families are shit about it. Yep. Um, I, th I think one of the things that we've said in the past that I think still holds very true is that you have to think of this as a long, long, long conversation. It doesn't just last one conversation. It lasts for years. Right. Uh, as, as they acclimatize to your new position and as you acclimatize to them, and it requires a, de a degree of patience on, in unfairly on your part toward them. Hmm. Yeah, it's 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 sad but true that uh, you, if you want to keep these relationships, you'll have to do the bulk of the work. Yeah, that's probably true. Uh, and it'll be about accepting them, and it'll be about being patient while they're dicks, uh, without meaning to be, or while or meaning to be one of the two. Quite honestly, <laughs> um, and and some people do lose family members over this issue. Yeah. Mind you, uh, it's also that it it safeguards your sanity to be able to be you. It's a very lonely position to be in, not to uh, not to to be able to be yourself. Well, if you're not you, who are you? <laughs> well, apparently you're them. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, if you're financially dependent on them. That can be tricky. Yeah, you, you kind of just have to, you know, do a little cost-benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Ask like, yourself some very real questions yeah. about what would happen if you were cut off. Yeah. Uh, and and if you can't afford to be cut off just yet, think about that. Yeah. That's a valid concern. Yeah. You're young. You've got a lot of time ahead of you, but it does suck to not be yourself, not be able to be yourself yeah. with, with the people that you love. So... Oh, God, there sucks. you go. But best of luck to you. Best of luck. We do. We Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Do. Yeah. It, yeah. We always like to hear stories about how these things are going. Yeah. Hey, we got some folks to thank. Uh, we do. We have our top donor. Oh, our Lord and Savior. Oh, uh, who's been uh, helping us out with our campaign uh, to go <clears throat> completely ad free yeah that's Fully the goal listener supported uh we have a bunch of supporters who've been helping us obviously, yes but this is our, our top donor um davis davis yes um so thank you very much uh for all of your support and to the ongoing support of of our entire uh patron base patron uh, the, all of the, the tgia army yeah and if you'd like to join them you can go to thank god i'm atheist dot com and uh click on the support tab yeah there's instructions it's easy. super easy you no. choose you get to choose how much you give you don't have to give a lot no big deal we're going by numbers here we're going we're going for a number of listeners yeah not for a, a not for a numeric like dollar value so give whatever you can yeah and you're and then you're you're helping 
yeah we super appreciate it thanks guys Dan. Hey. Uh, we're on Christmas? It's, 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 it's Is a, there? Let me tell you, we are currently recording. The day of this recording. Uh-huh. Black Friday. Black Friday. It is, it'll post on Black Saturday. Black, is that a thing? Do people say that? Oh, it's Black Saturday. Oh, my God. Watch out, everybody. Well, and that make, you know what that makes the next day? Black, Black Sunday. Oh, Black, yeah. Well, Black Saturdays. Black I'm going Sabbath to play. I'm going to play Aussie <laughs> this weekend. Well done, because Black Sabbath is awesome. Anyway, and then, the, and then there's what Cyber Monday. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. It's Cyber every day. Here's here's what we decided. Like, what we were talking about earlier today. The idea that these guys, like, if a retailer. Mm-hmm. Who has like dabbled in Christmas? Oh, you know, let, let's try putting up a tree this year. If the next year they don't put up a tree, mm-hmm. these Christian nutballs <laughs> will come down on them like a goddamn anvil. Yeah. In a what in have a you cartoon. got against Christmas? What, what the fuck? What have you got against Christmas? Why are you? Why do you hate Christians? Yeah. This is a Christian country. You don't love Jesus. We're not going to shop hate here. Jesus. Anyway, they come out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. You know, if your if your coffee cup doesn't is Christmassy one year and then and isn't then not the Christmassy next, enough, not the next yeah, year. right. <laughs> or if God forbid, you use the word holiday oh. in any way, shape, or form, right? But that's the thing, is that on the other on Sunday of the same week. Those same Christians will talk about how consumerism is ruining Christmas and everyone's forgetting that Jesus is the reason for the season right. and blah, 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 blah. Right. Well, well, Pick one. You get. You have to choose. <laughs> you can't. You don't get to be mad about all of the things. No, that's their game. That's their game, baby. They just, they, they're just angry. I just. It's Angry a, Christians. It's kind of delightful, though. Like we said at the top of the show, the the real fact of the war on Christmas is that they're they're fighting both sides. Yeah. <laughs> they're just they are mad. They don't even realize it. They are mad at their own damn selves. Yeah. And I'm, you don't my, get to complain about the <laughs> consumerism of Christmas, right? And then you buy all of the presents for your whole family, right? Now, I mean, there are those who like. You know, I'll give some credit to that they 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 make they make all their gifts. Yeah, you know, or I, I hand make all my gifts. Yeah, there's that one, <laughs> that crazy aunt who does it, and then everybody's like, "Oh, thanks, oh, isn't that nice." Thank oh, you. what'd you get? Oh, it's a scarf. Look at the colors. Oh, oh. yeah, I got tr- pot holders. <laughs> <laughs> Trivets. Yeah. Look at that. Wow. Let She's me tell you so something. good. You want one of her. She can knit. Yeah. That woman can knit. Well, I think you would <laughs> most likely crochet a trivet. You shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> I don't think don't, you would knit. A, a I will knit. That'd a, be a very odd trivet. I'll I'm knit the shit out of a trivet. No, no, you crochet them. You knit once. You do a nice double stitch. You knit twice, right. you purl one. Is that what it is? And then you've got a nice little, little, you've got lines going through your trivet. No, I don't think that's a thing. 
that's, that's decidedly oh, not. Look, thing. we may not hear from trans people this this episode, but we're gonna hear from knitters. The the yarn community is going to come out in force on this one. We welcome it. Hit us up. Yeah. Anyway, you, you guys clearly don't craft. You guys are not crafty. Yeah. Anyway, I'm yes, not crafty. Yeah. No, you're not. Uh, there is Let's a say it like you are. Oh. I crochet. <laughs> no, you don't. I've been Do you, have you been crocheting? No, I haven't been. I haven't done it for decades. Oh, okay. I, I but I because I I need I need a new uh, crocheted blanket. Cool. There I are do. stores for that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't want to buy one. Ooh, okay. Well, uh, I want I want I want you to crochet me a blanket. Good luck with that. <laughs> I'll bet you if you put the call out, you could get a listener to crochet you a blanket. Oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, just just take the money you would have used on yarn and become a patron. That's, that's a great idea. That's how you crochet Frank a blanket. Aww. Uh Anywho, I just... Uh, yes, there is always that crazy aunt who will make all of the stuff, and, and some of it's great, whatever. Yeah. The, the point is... Christmas time is a weird time to watch, to observe humanity yeah. here in these United States of America. Yeah. Oh, here's one thing I wanted to mention, though. Yeah, what's that? I wanted to do uh, our non-annual reminder to all of our listeners uh-huh. not to donate to the uh, bell ringers for the uh, Salvation, Army. Salvation Army. Yeah. Uh, they are a religion. Yeah, they are not a charity group. No. They do they do charity work, right? But they are also wildly and vociferously anti LGBT. That is correct. Uh, and they are there are so many better charities out there to give to. So definitely so give to charity, right? Even if it's just a little bit, right? Uh, don't give to the Salvation don't Army. give to the In Salvation fact, Army. You actually said <clears throat> earlier that you've you've developed a new habit. Yeah, here's the deal. Uh, for the longest time, I was satisfied with just saying, hey, just reminding all of my friends, don't donate to Salvation Army. I'm no longer satisfied with that. I don't think that's enough. Okay. I am now going to, uh, when I see bell ringers out in front of a, a, a store, uh-huh. I go into the store and I ask for the manager and oh. I say, do you support LGBTQ, the LGBTQ community? If you do, you need to get rid of your bell ringers. You need to not allow... The bell ringers to come here because they're anti-LGBTQ and that's how I see it. And I want you to know that every time I see a bell ringer in front of your establishment, I will assume that the establishment is anti-LGBTQ. Right. And uh, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to start putting some pressure on the retailers themselves not to allow the the ringers of bells. I think it's fantastic. And you know what? Send uh, send send emails. Mm hmm. To through their customer service support thing, whatever. Definitely. I I got the olive bar back at the downtown (laughs) Smith, let me tell you. Super equivalent. Well done. (laughs) I feel like you haven't gone off topic at all. I did it. But the consumer has some power in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that we should, you know, if if you're a member of an LGBTQ uh, association... Maybe bring this up as a thing, mm-hmm. as a concerted effort that people Absolutely. could be making to, uh, you know, this to just, no one's saying, you know, all we're saying is now the pressure should be on yeah. the uh, the stores yeah. to not allow 
the bell ringers out right. in front. I mean, the, the, and the thing about the Salvation Army is that it's it's so um, just a part of the holiday landscape in this country. The bell ringers. It's right? not even questioned. It, it, it it's in it's in uh, movies. It's in TV shows. The, mm-hmm. it, it's just it's part of Christmas, and they right? love that about themselves. Yeah, and and they've they've made it just this thing that no nobody even thinks about. Nobody questions it. And well, you were saying you were watching the football, as as I do, <laughs> as you do. You're there, such there, a, a well, sports I, nut. No, as I put it, there was a sport on TV yesterday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. at Thanksgiving, <clears throat> um, and it kind of shocked me because there was uh, the Salvation Army uh, sort of little emblems or placards or whatever, sort of all along in the background along the 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 the, the, the sideline or whatever. Right. Um, and and I was just like, if that was like anything else, yeah, the Church of the Church of Christ or yeah, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, the yeah. Mormons, yeah, right. It would be weird it would for be any other weird. religion to be sponsoring the football game. Yeah, it'd be fucking weird. But they don't seem to. But like, but they skate by. That's the thing. This is an education thing. We need to educate all. So tell your friends. Post on your Facebook, and just say, "Hey, this is reminder. That's a religion. Yeah, not a charity. Right. Don't give them money. Right. They hate gays. Right. Give to a give to charity. One hundred percent give to charity. And hey, if you're posting on Facebook. Wouldn't hurt to throw up the link to an actual to a charity that's good. Yeah, and uh, and give to that. By the way, congratulations to the scathing atheist guys and the guys at Cogdis. They raised over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars wow. for modest needs for their on their and their pledge drive oh, this that's year. Crazy, their vulgarity for charity. They are oh. amazing. So wow, I think that's so awesome. So yeah, modest needs is a great is, is a great charity. Find a charity of your choice and suggest it, but make sure that your people know uh-huh. that giving to these bell ringers is not giving to a a charity. It right. is giving to a an anti gay religion right and i don't like that very much yeah no that's correct it would and it's weird for religious people to give a donation to another religion that is a kind of an odd thing it's very weird for atheists to do it but it's super still super weird yeah for people like people are like oh i'm christian i'll give to that that's a different religion from you yeah you're giving money you're paying Tithing that's very different from your own. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Whatever your religion, I'll bet you don't have a rank. <laughs> right. I'll bet there's not a general. Yeah. Wandering around. So odd. Unless you're a Scientologist. Yeah, and they're, 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 they're the that's Salvation right. Navy or something. <laughs> well, all right. Anyway, uh, hey, it's, it is now after Thanksgiving, so yeah. feel free. It is the to uh, to celebrate the Christmas season, however you choose to do it, or choose not to do, or it. don't do it. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, it's a bit much. I am putting a tree up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing it. Why not? It's a uh, you know. It, 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 I I have no objection to anybody. Like it's the shittiest time of year in the northern hemisphere here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, especially the further north you get, the shittier it gets. Yeah. So uh, you know. Fight off the gloom and doom the best way you know yeah, how. I like all the twinkling, twinkling little lights. Yeah. I love it. I think it's pretty. Yeah. 
I think uh, I think it kind of warms up the at least visually the night. Yeah, uh, it's not quite so bleak. So, I think it's uh, great. So go deck your halls and yeah. uh, or or not. We're, we I probably won't put up any any new decorations here in my house. Oh my god, how boring! <laughs> I'm a very boring person, so <laughs> I've just accepted it about oh, myself. Damn. And uh, and and have a have a happy holiday. We'll talk to you again next week. Uh, but. We have some folks to thank, uh, which is, or we have some things we have to do. I don't know. I'm just, I'll get to the business. We've never done this before. I'm new. I'm new to podcasting. So everybody just cut me a break. Uh, Listen, if you want to write into us, feel free. Please do it. Whether you're into yarn or you're uh, a member of the trans community, uh, we want to hear from you. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or... Call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. I think I was thrown off by the fact that you were actually, like, packing up your little... Your I'm just little, getting ready to leave. You were, you were packing. I was like, shit, we gotta end the show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash Atheist, and click the like button. And while you're there, search for the TGIA Members Only Lounge and request to join. It is a closed group. We will let you in. Yes, indeed. Uh, thanks so much to Mackenzie for all of her work on the Facebook page. Thanks to Amy and Danny as for being mods in the Members Only Lounge. And a big thanks goes out to the Red Rock Hot Club and to Gordon Johnston for the use of their music. And now we can really end the show. Thanks to you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.